0: The Square Ball Podcast.
1: Hello, welcome to the weekly show across the summer. Brought to you with Levi Solicitors. There's a 10% discount on your legal fees at levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash The Square Ball. Uh, three with you, Dan, Michael, Normanton, and Rob Conlon.
2: Hello. All right. I'm alright. All right. Where's Where's Moscow still on his um, Caribbean cruise? Is he mm-hmm. living of, it up? Absolutely sick of it. Uh, just a heads up. If you want some more stuff from
1: us across the summer, we are midway through our. Scoring of the entire squad and owners and management on three different scales over on the extra ball sounds quite descriptive when I say it like that, but it's a lot more fun when you listen to it. What scale did you go for? Uh,
2: up to seventeen. Yeah. I think it was ended up as four to fifteen in the end because there was no one. Well, no you have one... given away all the fun now. Oh, sorry. Well, you can. It's a little bit of a guessing game for people. Who got four? Who got fifteen? <laughs> who got four? Who got fifteen?
1: <laughs> yeah, Rob, you went for a similar. Sort of breadth of scale, but a different one,
3: entirely different feel. Yeah, it's the new XG, as the kids are calling it. It was the Beaufort scale, which yeah. measures wind speed and yep. storms. did you know? Do you know? It's determined. I read more about the Beaufort scale. It's
1: determined by the conditions of the sea. So they look at the sea and go, ah, it's a Beaufort six or whatever,
3: whether it's wavelets or yeah, white horses. White horses yeah, is mm-hmm.
1: what we discovered. And I went for the Nando's Perry scale. So from Perry Tamer for the kids, all the way up to extra hot for the brave. Uh, the brave ones could be for the kids as well. Uh, that's on the extra ball. Details of that, the squareball.net forward slash plus into the weekly roundup then. Have you been watching more of the internationals?
2: No. Nope. <laughs> the un- dreadful stuff, isn't the it?
1: Un- the only bit I've seen is Charlie Creswell getting booked in the under-21s game versus Slovenia at Huddersfield. I got annoyed at his booking, so I turned it off. That's it. He got booked. <laughs> seems fair. He He took a swing at the ball, missed it. A Slovenian player ran into his leg and he got booked for it. Solid legs though, aren't we? That's true. Yeah, he was... Uh... He was a little bit put out by it, but that's that's all I've seen. But um, Rasmus Christensen, he uh, got a ten out of ten, I think, in the um, in the Danish press for his performance against Austria, um, cocking a snoot to Ralph Ragnick, obviously who's now in charge of Austria. Is he? I think so. Yeah, okay, yeah. He is.
3: So oh, no, he's right. taken our assistant manager, isn't he? I think.
2: Yes,
1: that
3: is right. But do yeah. you see
1: to see this, the uh, the shade thrown at us by the? I think it was the Austrian press. Obviously, he's left Salzburg. Who are in Austria? Some of the quotes there on the sheet. This was Kroner, the. Uh, rag, I think we'll call it, shall we, <laughs> that have said he's going to become a basement dweller in the top division. It's a transfer that not everyone will understand. He's going to be watching international breaks on TV in future. No, he's not. Why would he Why would he be dropped? And Borussia Dortmund, the other team that went for him, is definitely a bigger soccer address than Leeds.
3: Well,
2: if he wanted, wanted to be a basement dweller, he could have gone to gone to Brentford, eh? Got to see Thomas Frank mm. with whatever he keeps
3: in his... It, It's just typical anti-Leeds bias in the old
2: Austrian media, isn't it? (laughs) They've always had it in first, the (laughs) Austrian media. Are you quietly confident about
1: what's happening in the summer? I'm I'm quietly optimistic about what we've done so far. That we need to do more of it?
2: Yeah, I mean, part of what's happened so far as well is uh, that we haven't sold Calvin Phillips or Rafinha. This is true. I do kind of anticipate those things happening Mm -hmm. at some stage. But I'm glad we're signing players early and in positions we need. That's good. Let's just sign a left-back and a striker and about three more central <laughs> midfielders and it all will be well. I've got a feeling we're not going to sign enough
3: central midfielders
2: this season to make you happy uh, this yeah. summer.
3: I was just about to ask how many central midfielders <laughs> would sort of...
2: I think at least another three. <laughs> just, just keep them coming. Is that with or without Calvin? You've got to allow as well for the fact that your standard hit rate is that at least half your players you sign a shit. So we're going to sign... Even if we sign another three, one and a half of them will be on the scrap heap by September. So
3: we need to sign two players in each position. We need to strengthen.
2: Is that what you suggest? Yes, I think so. Absolutely bankrupt the club. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, I think I think it's the only safe thing to do.
1: Um, well, the one that everyone's talking about this week is Mark Rocker from Bayern Munich. It looks like he's going to be next. We've heard nothing to the contrary. Everyone's saying like he wants to come to Leeds and all that. So uh, are you up for it? Wants to be a basement dweller,
2: doesn't mm-hmm.
3: he? <laughs> I was looking at um, how the Bundesliga's official website announced his signing for Bayern Munich and they were saying Bayern Munich had signed the new Xabi Alonso and the new Sergio Busquets and I thought that sounds good but then I watched the YouTube highlights and he looks like a big Lewis Bate to me that stuff <laughs> okay. so I'm a nice and tidy left footed midfielder but he's just not a little weedy kid like Lewis Bay is mm-hmm. which might be fine I mean he's played in the Champions League yeah that's another good story actually he made his Champions League debut for Bayern Munich against Jesse Marsh's Red Bull Salzburg and got sent off, ah. which uh, might be what appealed to Jesse. Mm-hmm. Him being a little son of a bitch on the, on the pitch, and also Rasmus got a assist in that game. Ah. So they're all mates, aren't they? All the worlds are colliding.
2: It just feel, feels strange to not be linked with a Red Bull player. I think the way this summer's gone, it 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 seems time. it's all very, it's all been very Red Bully, hasn't it? Which is, I guess, it's kind of to be expected, isn't it? People, managers like to bring in their own men, don't they, Neil? Mm, they do yeah, yeah. Um, it's
1: got to be a squad that's cast in his image though if, if the style of players to work doesn't it people who understand the system I guess who can slot straight into it but if you look at the, the players that we've signed so far in Aronson Christensen and assuming we get Rocker, they're all Champions League players mm.
2: and all of a, a good age as well aren't they it feels mm. like we're not buying maybe learning from the Rodrigo thing of buying at the, the top of the market buying people who have got development in them hopefully I mean Rocker does look a little bit classic Victor Alter mm. in that he's someone who it, is it ticks all the boxes at some point yeah. being highly rated but then being not seen for a bit
3: it's the broken toy isn't it it's uh, mm. Mickey Cusons part two isn't it this feels like
2: yeah or Furpo or John Kevin Augusta. it's one of those people who were at some point was the next Jabby Alonso but <laughs>
1: for, for a couple of years there's been Mickey Cousance one... and JKA both there were there were sort of suggestions of attitude or application issues there and Rocker though, just seems to have just gone off the boil and not had the opportunities.
3: Yeah, on that point, I I have seen quotes from Julian Nagelsmann, isn't it, the Bayern Munich manager, and he was very complimentary about how hard Rocker is working in training, even if he wasn't necessarily playing. And he was saying that when he came into the team, he looked kind of determined and uh, trying to prove a point. So that um, gives me a bit more faith than yeah, some of the other players you mentioned.
2: I mean, Bayern Munich are really good. So if, if you can't get in their midfield, you know, Adam Forshaw probably doesn't get in their midfield either, does he? So Champions League, Adam Forshaw. and that's and that's his competition at Leeds. So he's probably fine, isn't he? Yeah,
1: I would say so. Yeah, it's. I, do you know there's there's a kind of a weird Goldilocks thing on the fees, isn't there as well? Because on the one hand, people are going, well, it's quite a low fee, so it's 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 no real risk. It's all right if it is sort of ten to fifteen million euro. If it was thirty million, people would be well annoyed. But it would probably add more legitimacy if it was like you know twenty million or something like that. So is there a sort of a sweet spot that people mm. kind of go for? Possibly,
2: yeah. I suppose it depends on the person though, doesn't it? Because I'm still of the opinion that like £5 million should get you a superstar, which I'm aware, <laughs> I'm aware, I'm aware it doesn't.
1: What, what, uh, what would you think of the fee then,
3: relative to his age and his qualities? It seems, it seems fairly cheap. It is that sweet spot that you kind of say of like the money ball sweet spot almost, of this is what, you know, because every Premier League team has sort of like a £20 million player in every position and on the bench as well whereas 10 to 15 million euros and the age years, you do think, oh, well, if it's the right one, we can sell him on for 40 million euros or whatever, Mm. but you don't know until you see him play, do you?
1: There is that thing, though, isn't there, about Orta and and the fixer-uppers, the broken toys, that does give you cause for concern. And rightly so. Although, the slightly lower mid-range punts have probably worked out better than the more expensive signings, you could argue, generally based on his record.
2: Yeah, it does seem that way. And he's played a lot of games. It's not a... He doesn't feel like such a risk in, the, in terms of the people we have talked about, like Mickey Croissants and John Kevin Augusta, They were very, they were still very young when we were trying to sign them. You know, he does have, he does have an awful lot of games under his belt for for Espanol in a decent league. So you you think he's probably all right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I almost I almost don't say any
1: more than I think he's probably all right. But there is still that unknown baked into it, isn't there? It's not like he's a player who's on the up. He's a player who's on the up, and there's kind of plateaued, mm. which is the very Victor Autry bit. Yes. And that's he, what gives you cause for concern. But then if he was just generally still on the up, you probably would,
3: would be looking at twice as much for him. Yeah, it's kind of a reflection of where we're at, isn't it? It's a bit like how people say, oh, if Dan James could finish, he'd, he'd be brilliant. But it's like, but if Dan James could finish, he'd be like Kylian Mbappe, wouldn't he? Like, mm. just absolutely rapid and a brilliant finisher. Like, we don't get him in that case. So I don't know. To a certain extent, we're always going to be looking at players like this, aren't we? And, it, you know, when um, we're talking about obvious targets recently and, I think we mentioned Matt Target, but he's gone to he's gone to Newcastle. But that's like seventeen million or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So it's still kind of a similar price range, anyway, isn't it? It does seem reluctant to go into the domestic market disorder. Mm. Well, they're expensive, aren't they? And I think wages are massive at the Premier League level as well. Although, albeit signing a guy from Bayern Munich, I, you know, what's, I can't imagine he's on a really low wage.
1: Well, that was one of the accusations that um, Kroner made about Christensen—the the hint that it's about money because he'll he'll earn several million at the club and there's a kind of a financially lucrative angle that they're pushing there, almost suggesting, well, he's taken the worst move for more
2: money. I mean, they are kind of right to point out that Dortmund are a better team than us and in the Champions League and all that kind of stuff. But would you argue that we're in a better league though? Well, yeah, that is the thing. And it's, I guess he's working with someone he knows as well and uh, let's be honest, the money probably is a factor as well because he was moving away from, well, his, his, his home that he'd, he's made in Salzburg. And I guess you think, well, moving anywhere do not really make a difference to me. Dortmund and Leeds, kind of similar cities as well. Twin, you know, I feel twin like, cities. Exactly. I don't feel like there's a huge amount to pick between them in terms of the, the lifestyle and everything. So I think he's going to be a bit of a fan favourite.
1: Who? Christensen or Rocker, are you? Christensen. Right, all right, we'll come back to him now. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah and I was just flitting between the two, but I don't yeah. know. There's... Oh, definitely. He's got he's got the, the sort of mad look about him, hasn't he? Like, I don't give a shit. I think he's going to be doing a bit of Pontus... Fist pumping and that sort of stuff.
1: I think I think we're at that point in the cycle though, where we probably need a little bit of that now. Yeah, we're maybe. Saying, was it last week? We were saying maybe we've got too many nice boys. Mm. I think I think we might have. I think we might need just just somebody with a little bit of because they all. I mean, I think they all suffered with pressure. I think you know when Marsh spoke about the stress in the squad last season. I think now now we've removed ourselves from the stress because we stayed up. You look back on it, it did look like a really fraught was the word that you used, Rob just
3: set of circumstances um, among the squad. Just throwing someone completely unhinged. That's what we <laughs> needed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That video of him singing Sweet Caroline yeah. in the uh, changing rooms with his top off, really pumping his arms and banging his head against the projector. <laughs> yeah. And you're going to fit right in to be honest.
1: Uh, just going back to rocker. have you watched the YouTube stuff on him then?
3: I've, yeah, I've watched I've watched
2: a video that's called Welcome to Leeds, one that's called Welcome to Barcelona. Uh, <laughs> it's often the same video, isn't it? Well? Uh, yeah, or more or less anyway. It's just all the different it's a, similar clips. Yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: he looks. Te- well, I say he looks technically adept. That's one of the things I like about him. Another lefty as well. Is obviously heavily left-footed. Mm. Seems to like him. Not he does Arthur.
2: And he looks kind of. He looks like an all-rounder. I think he's part of it as well, which I guess in in Jesse's system of needing needing lots of central players it makes sense to have one, ones that can do lots of different things. Whereas I feel like Calvin sometimes looked a little bit lost in there because he was like, "Well, my you don't need me for my job anymore."
3: Yeah, yeah. He, he does look like a central midfielder. <laughs> Which, yeah, it's like that thing that we said when Farshaw came into the team. We just go, oh yeah, he's a central midfielder. Like mm. having a few more of those guys, like you say,
1: we're going to need a few helps. We're going to need a few, aren't we? Yeah, he looks to have um, a good awareness. And the whole thing that Marsh was on about about sometimes we need to go from a hundred down to seventy. He looks like the sort of player who can do that, can put his foot on the ball if necessary, or just put a pass to somebody that relieves a bit of pressure.
2: Importance of stress, we don't really know we're basing this on
1: some YouTube clips but what else what else is scouting apart from looking at a few videos just because they've got scout and some more videos there's no difference to YouTube is it mm. clubs actually genuinely use stuff like football manager for scouting data so we've got access to it all oh, really <laughs> <laughs> have, have you ever seen those videos that some of the YouTube videos where they score them out of 10 for it'll say like technical mm. 7 out of 10 and defensive just do that they're not making them up are they we should do that with a Beaufort scale. He's, I uh, think we, we could actually that could be another extra ball when we've done we've finished the, the season review is we should mark all the incoming ones YouTube videos
2: mm, that's true I mean, I'm just I'm just wary that I'm, it might still be on there there's a video making Ian Westlake look like Paul Gascoigne it was, <laughs>
1: Ian Westlake was more like Duncan Goodhue because he was uh, I might have said before so, sometime he was a very good swimmer mm. there was once I think he was once on like grandstand or something like that doing a dead fast lap in a pool diving in and stuff
2: follies at Oldham and swimming yeah, best things for him you're
1: suggesting we shouldn't believe everything we see on YouTube uh,
2: makes you think mm. makes you think doesn't
1: it uh, should we go through some of the tittle tattle then because this is the more uh, exciting stuff
3: this top one's a good one I, I missed this until uh, seeing it on the prep sheet Danny Ings yeah I thought oh well we're signing Danny Ings after looking at this and then um, this is actually like the perfect example of transfer rumour nonsense because it ended up with uh, half twelve yesterday afternoon Sky Sports Uh, On Sky Sports News going, breaking news, Uh, Aston Villa aren't going to sell Danny Ings despite interest from Leeds and Scum. I thought, oh wow, that sounds like a a big story. So I looked into it and it comes from an article on the 90 Minute website um, which doesn't name Leeds or Scum. It says Villa might sell Danny Ings or are willing to listen to offers for Danny Ings if they sign a new striker. And it mentions Southampton and Bournemouth, who were both his former clubs and Brighton, who are also on the South Coast, which feels very convenient, I don't know. But um, yeah, it doesn't mention Leeds or Scum. And then Leeds Live wrote a piece saying, well, Leeds want a striker, and this report is saying Danny Ings might be available. Maybe they could look at him. Two plus two. Yeah, and then I think it was the Manchester Evening News said Scum have been offered Danny Ings, which again, yeah, didn't mention any of that in the report. And then fast forward a bit, it's getting announced on Sky Sports News that neither Leeds nor Scum are signing Danny Ings and now people are now regurgitating that which it's all very confusing or are we? well do you want us to sign Ings or do you want signings? hey, right, yeah. well I suppose
1: you can achieve both can't you? you could actually yes take both of those boxes uh, Rafinha
2: linked to Arsenal <laughs> European Super League Club That's pay true. them some respect That's pay true. them some respect he won't go there will he? no surely they've just signed no. a winger haven't they anyway from uh, Sao Paulo so have him instead have that Brazilian Have
1: you seen um, Liverpool who are obviously doing it differently to everybody else looking at Darwin Nunes now is that I don't know if that's complete yet but 100 million euro Such a special club Yeah such a special club the way they do it differently to everyone else (laughs) not spending any money Mm. is uh, is quite remarkable
2: I mean they are quite good at transfers to their credit like you look at the list of players scum sign and they're just all absolutely shit whereas Liverpool they do tend to work so give them some credit there I suppose but yeah they're not exactly doing it on a shoestring
0: Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
1: So returning to Leeds then, have you seen we've been linked to another right back It's not Cody Drame. (laughs) Colin Dagba, the guy at um, at PSG. This seems to have come from Foot Mercato, which I believe is in French for foot
3: market. Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: Very nice. Um, yeah, let's have him too. No, we don't need a
3: right back, do we? It says we've been seduced well, by the qualities that he has to offer. Going by your <laughs> half of, you know, however many signs are going to be crap, we should get another right back just in case, I guess. And then mm-hmm. one of them might be all right. Yeah, that's true. I, talk, put, I think he can play left back as well, though. that's the thing. Oh, we do need
2: a left back, mm. I'm willing to say, without spoiling the uh, anyone who hasn't yet listened to the review of Defenders. I think we could do with a left back we do have a broken Stuart Dallas who can do right and left, but not for a while.
1: And we have a broken Junior Furpo.
2: <laughs> In what way?
1: That's just busting. <laughs> just bust. Have you said we keep getting linked to Valentin Castellanos at New York City?
3: I'm getting bored of that one now, aren't you? Mm. <laughs> just go, either go away or sign him. There was a good story online about this transfer saying Graham Smith has dropped an update like he's Kendrick Lamar releasing an album. But. uh, he was saying he's I'd like, not...
1: I'd like to hear Graham it. <laughs> yeah, that's
3: it. That's another extra ball, I think. Yeah. But he was saying he's not on the list, so we shouldn't maybe expect that to go through.
1: Gonzalo Plata, guy at Sporting in Portugal. We've been linked to him for a while now. I mean, rumours sort of quietly bubbling under about his uh, Potential Rafinha replacement if he does go. Rumoured €10 million Euro fee, but he got injured at the weekend playing in some sort of international game. Uh, they played... Cape Verde did... Um, I don't know if it was a 21s or the full Portugal side but he got booted on his ankle and he, and there was footage of him getting carted off from the stadium in an ambulance do you want him?
3: Otter's oh, <laughs> going to want him all the more now <laughs> he's he's, uh, he's also got a court case hanging over him about a car accident that he caused in Spain or, uh, or didn't cause? or didn't cause that's yeah. to, to be determined isn't yeah, it? <laughs> that's what they try to find out Yeah, because <laughs> uh, he was on loan last season at Real Valladolid yeah. uh, and they got promoted um, and they want to sign him but they can't afford him basically so he's getting linked with Leeds Right. We'll keep an eye on the court case. But we've had <laughs>
2: any, uh have had any motoring offences for a while. It was, it was like a, an annual tradition, wasn't it? The Leeds drink driving case or something. I'm sure we used to have loads, didn't we? I can't remember. In that. the ill-disciplined days, there was always, there was always different times though, Michael. Different yeah, John times. Oster or Jody Morris or someone was always up to something. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> or not? <laughs> or not? <laughs> it was Jody Morris. It's fair to say. Yeah, fair enough. He's uh, probably up to something now. He's just, he's just getting away yeah. with it. <laughs> it's not Michael it's stressed very clearly Uh, we've been
1: linked to Nicholas Raskin we've seen the guy at Standard Liège in Belgium 21 years old central midfielder final year of his contract 5 million euro that's been around for a while hasn't
2: it that link as well I seem to to remember that being a January link yep have him I was going to say central midfielder we have him just stockpile as many as you can yep get him in do you want him Rob? yeah why not I'll have them all
1: I haven't watched his YouTube video yet, so I don't feel... Quite oh, he's, right, really, so. he's
2: really good on it, honestly. Is he? Does it all? Would,
1: shooting, passing. What would you rank him for? Tackling. Or, or scoring, and passing. and 15 won. on all of them. <laughs> really good, really, really solid. Still of, operating out of the 17 scale. Yeah, <laughs> yeah yep, good. exactly. Uh, we've still been linked as well to George Hall at Birmingham and Sonny Perkins at West Ham. Sort of youth recruitment. There was I've seen whispers of um, first-team wages being offered to, to Sonny Perkins. Because if we're going to get another striker, no disrespect, Sonny. Don't want it to be you. That's going to be a hell of a Radrazzani tweet, that, isn't it? What, who's your new striker? <laughs> yeah. Sonny Perkins, yeah. No, it feels like we need somebody more. we fail to
2: get him, yeah. Max Dean is the new striker.
1: <laughs> Jeez. Uh, yeah, we, we did mention this last week, I think, about these two, but the links have persisted into this week. I'm starting to understand now, you know, Phil Hayes spoken. when we've done the Phil Hayes show, about why he hates the transfer window, and I get it now. It's
2: awful, isn't it? It's not as bad for us either, because people know we're clueless, so they never ask us <laughs> any questions about it. Or rarely. Whereas people go, it's Raskin, Phil. Is there anything, any truth in that? And he has to go, oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Although we're recording with him tomorrow, aren't we? So we can ask him we are. all these questions.
1: Yeah, Phil Hayshaw returns this week. Is that it for transfers? Let's deal with the outgoings as well, because they were um, revealed. I think the retained list was uh, published after we recorded last time. No one, Kenny, has gone to Hibs. Permanent transfer there. And then Lawrence DeBock finally off the books. And Josh Galloway, Alpha Hughes and Bobby Kamworth contracts all Expired at the same
3: time. DeBock feels like quite a significant one there, though. You sad to see him go. <laughs> I mean, he kind of backs up your theory that you should always sign two. I think because uh, he was meant to be the solution to our left back woes, wasn't he?
2: I think when you're signing left backs, five, five left backs at a time, and one of them one you of need, them, you them need to go for them. in the hope that one is at least adequate. So um, I can't really remember the, the
1: sort of collapse of Lawrence de Bock. because I think we've, oh we've got, you do Derby away we've got a 0% mm. win rate
3: with de Bock in the side haven't we I think he <laughs> played, <that> right? <laughs> played seven games
1: and we lost them all I think yeah somebody's gonna have to check that
3: but I'm fairly sure I saw that stat it, somewhere it was quite spectacular that it it just exploded at Derby like mm. he wasn't that bad when he first joined but he, you know he wasn't great and they all went really wrong and then I don't know if he played for us ever again did he he might have played once so. or something but um, did, did he go to Sunderland on loan and they weren't that bothered
2: yeah, yeah. I, I used to uh Work with a lad who was a Sunderland fan and he tweeted me saying is he any good and I was just like ah, I wish I had better news and he was like, it was like well, but we're in League One though and I was like ah, even so I don't think he's I don't think he's necessarily even good enough for that and so it proved and then Adam, Alan Pardew took him for a while didn't he
3: at some yeah, he one went, of his loan spells yeah he went to Holland didn't he I mean he was he was meant to be like to, to be a future Belgium international and he joined Leeds and it, it went horrendously I can just picture sort of the air kick at, at Derby, where he completely missed the ball. Um, but that was um, that's sort of its own scale, isn't it? The Debock De scale because when Furpo played terribly against Brighton at the start of the season, it mm. was everyone's going, "Oh no, he's had a DeBock, which is never <laughs> a good sign. <laughs> mm.
2: Still only twenty nine though.
1: Really, still it's time, time for to yeah. sort his career out. Mm. Maybe you could get but, some yeah. careers advice from uh, from Victor Otter, who signed both Furpo and Debock. Maybe that's his uh, where his blinkers are, left back.
2: Mm, possibly. I mean. How much do we pay for him? I'm just trying. I'm on his was Wikipedia an, trying an, to trying to work half out. Or? He doesn't actually. Um, I think Victor I gone and deleted it from his <laughs> from his Wikipedia, so he can't look it up and hold it against him. But he was not. He was not free, was he? I, I remember at no. the time for the money we were spending, he felt like a reasonable sort of investment. Oh well, he's gone now. The bad man's gone. Four and a half years. Uh, well done to um, William Brooke Keenan Carroll.
1: That's uh, Seb Carroll's son, isn't it? Keenan Carroll. Mm-hmm. and Carroll um, and Harvey Sutcliffe who've Got the professional contracts. Um, scholars have been released. All the best to Louis Bradbury, Joe Littlewood, and Mitchell Pixley. Um, that wraps up the outgoings. Has no one, Kenneth, still got his website?
2: I don't I know. Because for a time, he had really, it was a really charming website. We looked at it. We had all nice pictures of him with his mum and dad saying how grateful he was. It was like, like a school project almost. Wasn't yeah, and it yeah. had his phone number, He had his mobile phone <laughs> number on it, just if you wanted to give him a ring, which was great. So um, I don't know. I don't know if he's, um, I don't know if he's, we'll have to, we'll have to give them a ring in fact do an exit interview yeah that's what you do when you leave yeah. a job isn't it you can get, you can have a little chat with someone so we can pretend to be from Leeds
1: United <laughs> right um, Australia tour the dates have been announced for that it's only four weeks away you know seen that the dates were out ages ago weren't they for that no, oh, the kickoff times for the actual oh, games okay. uh, Thursday the 14th of July it's 10.45 UK time when we play Brisbane Raw we'll watch that Sunday the 17th of July 5.35 in the morning against Aston Villa feels a bit early that doesn't it is that a stay up all night with Luke Murphy, uh, probably not. Oh, somebody mentioned in one of the comments somewhere, Rob, that you look like Luke Murphy. Uh, yeah, I've heard
3: that. Oh, I mean, I'll take that. I like Luke Murphy. Back to the Villa game. Are you watching it? I watched the rerun uh, yeah. early morning in walkabout in town. <laughs> is this going to be? On,
2: is it going to be on normal telly? It seems unlikely. It's, it's, it's strange. I mean, strange. I mean, Villa and Palace—they're not exactly glamour games, are they? Hmm. Oh well, this is what this is what happens in the Premier League, isn't it? Yeah. Go to Ireland for God's sake. Yeah, play Shelbourne every year. Uh, Friday the 22nd of July,
1: 11.05, Palace I said Palace at home. <laughs> watch that, I guess. Watch Wilfred Zaha. I will, I will, I will, I will watch that at home. Yeah. Okay, good. Fixtures are out later this week.
2: Looking forward to those? Always, yeah. I mean, in the Championship, we used to always get Bournemouth on a Tuesday, but you've got loads of Tuesdays in the Championship. Mm. It'll be interesting to see how they handle that one.
1: They'll probably put it like on a Sunday at 2 o'clock, something like that. Ah,
3: but then everyone's staying over the Saturday. Yeah. It's going to be midweeks, though, with the... World we'll Cup. Ah, oh, that's true. There's, there's only three, fixtures, There are three, right? three
1: midweek rounds across the whole season. Mm, Let's see if the fixture computer mysteriously happens, <laughs> happens to draw us out. I mean, there's there's no danger of disorder like there was in 1990 no, not really. We're
2: 32 years on now. Yeah, and also it's you know it's going to be essentially a meaningless game in October or whatever, isn't it? It's not it's not like a big party
3: weekend or anything. Just you wait till Lewis Cook riles us all up. <laughs> and we'll...
2: Do you care who we get on the opening day? I'd like an easy win. Can we play Norwich? I know they've gone down, but can we play Norwich or Watford? Well, did you see the leak
1: that came out this week suggesting that our opening run was going to be Leicester away, Brighton at home, Everton, West Ham, Southampton, Newcastle Spurs. See that?
2: I did see that there's always a link, a leak every year. And I think it's, I always put it down to like practice runs. Yeah. That's what I think. Um, Cause um, they, they surely must do them. So just check the system works and you know, everyone plays everyone twice and all that sort of stuff. But I, I, I seem to recall this being a story for like the last few years and it's never correct.
1: Yeah. There was a little twist in this though, in that in that leak, Man City were down to play Villa, but then the Premier League almost accidentally contradicted it by tweeting a popcorn emoji at Bournemouth following the announcement of the Harlan signing, suggesting that maybe it's Man City-Bournemouth on the opening day. But it was it was hastily deleted.
2: Hmm.
1: Makes you think. It does make you what think. What does
2: Matt right? Letitia think of this? this I'm sure, I'm sure he'll, have a,
1: he'll have an opinion on it. In terms of how the World Cup meshes in with all this, and so the final round of Premier League fixtures before the World Cup is going to be the weekend of the 12th and 13th of November, uh, which gives us, it's just eight days, isn't it, until the opening match, something like that, Senegal. What a stupid fucking (laughs) season. Why have they done this? I was going to say, everyone was bemoaning like the Nations League fixtures being completely pointless this week and just a real switch off because everyone's knackered after a long season. Mm. Nobody wants to play them. It's just bollocks. And that's when the World Cup
2: should have been, isn't it? I've not thought about it like that. That's, yeah, yeah that's quite depressing. Should have yeah. been this summer. Just, just don't play any of it. Don't go. <laughs> Everyone stay at home. Everybody
1: boycott it. Everyone boycott it. And then eight days between the World Cup final on Sunday, the 18th of December, and the resumption of the Premier League on Boxing Day. That's not to suggest in any way, shape, or form that we're expecting England to be in it. But if they get like, you know, quite far on in the tournament, then, um, not much of a break, is it, with a full tournament in between times? For our
2: Boxing Day fixture with Nottingham Forest, I was going to say yeah.
3: that's normally who it is. <laughs> yeah, we always play Forest away around Christmas or New Year. Yeah, I was thinking about the scheduling of the fixtures. They might do uh, the
1: Bournemouth fixture a bit like the Villa one at five thirty-five in the morning. <laughs> that might be how they get around the problem of uh, a potential disorder. With that see, look, you are not looking forward to the World Cup, then, Michael. <laughs> it's just it'll be good when it's on, though, won't it?
2: It'll be fine when it's on, but it's stupid timing in a stupid place that it shouldn't be. So I'd rather we just didn't bother. Why do you think that's happened? Oh, it's hard to say, isn't it? It's hard <laughs> to say. I think it's because FIFA likes spreading uh, the message of football around the globe and they thought a good place to spread it would be a, a place with a very small population in conditions entirely unsuitable for playing football right. with no stadiums. Mm-hmm. They thought that would be a good place rather than rather than have it in a place with some people um, or even some people who like football would have been an extra bonus. Yeah. You know, Some people liked it already, but instead... Um, it's just it's just one of them things like they obviously thought it was a good place yeah
3: you're preaching to the aren't you? if you take it where people play football and enjoy it you know that's true That's
1: About true. opening up new markets mm. it will be interesting I and mean, genuine I know you tip time around the obvious there but no, I mean, it's, see what, what the stadiums look like will they be full or not
2: it's a it's a the most ridiculously blatantly corrupt thing ever and as all the departures at FIFA show that happened around this mm. it, and it just shouldn't be there but never mind but yeah, the stadiums, they'll probably be full. It probably isn't a bad World Cup to go and watch, in fairness, because they're all very close together. So you can uh, you can probably go to all the games quite easily. But so I know that they've kind of built some of the stadiums to be moved elsewhere afterwards and stuff, but it's all complete bollocks.
1: <laughs> Michael's assessment of the World Cup, it's all complete bollocks. You'll be, if, if England happened to get there, and I know we're not asked about England, but... I'll be on that plane. <laughs> if by some miracle Cal- Calvin Phillips is still playing for us and he's in the centre of England's midfield, and they get to the final, you'll be there.
2: I mean, that's the other thing. If Calvin Phillips goes to Man City, my interest really dips because mm. he's. he's we can support Dan James and Tyro at Wales,
1: mm, that's Aronson in the USA.
2: Yeah, they're not going to win it though, are they? Probably not. Dan James upsets me playing for Wales. Anyway, it reminds me of what a little knob he is when he's when, it, when I get to see him uh, doing stuff in a non lead shirt.
1: That's pretty much it then for the summer roundup for this week, I think. Nothing else that we've forgotten this is Simon Grayson. We've forgotten Simon Grayson mm-hmm. almost, how could we? And his um, his new job in India. Which club is it? It's, um, <laughs> didn't write it down. Bengaluru, is it? I think. A hasty googling of Simon Grayson will tell me the answer to that. It is, uh, oh, it says here, uh, Simon Grayson appointed manager of Indian Super League. Maybe he's running it all. <laughs> Bengaluru, yes,
3: in India. Well, from Fleetwood to Bengaluru. I think the quote that came with it was him kind of saying, "I have no idea what I'm doing here." <laughs> <It> was, <yeah. laughs>
2: it, I did. I was looking through their squad. I think they've got Yaya Banana in the squad, and we were there was definitely a summer when we were linked with him because I remember just desperately wanting us to sign him. Uh, but he's they're reunited at last because I'm pretty sure it was in the Grayson era. The sort of a, a
1: double eagle-y thing. A bit. It's a bit Crystal Palace is their logo, but they do have three stars above the badge. It's
2: exciting, isn't it? <laughs> I'm glad he's found work. I always liked Grayson. Ashley Westwood's played there.
1: I mean, by the looks of it,
2: no, he hasn't. Look, oh, he was their head coach. <laughs> That's a different one, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Former Blackburn
1: Rovers. No, no. Ashley Westwood, 45 years old now, was there as the head coach for a bit. Yeah, really was.
2: Oh, hold on. This <laughs> is <laughs> very badly. Uh... So, are you telling me? That he Ashley Westwood, the 32-year-old footballer for Burnley, no, was head coach of them in 2013. No, I'm saying 45-year-old Ashley Westwood, <laughs> former assistant manager. And that's who you meant, was it? First time they round. He said he's an English. This
1: is Wikipedia for you. Says, he's an English former footballer and, and fo- football manager who is blah 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 blah. Right. Yeah, he not... came, came through Scums Academy. So, oh, never mind. So that's good. Anyway, I hope he has a nice time. That's all I've got to say about it'd the matter. Back, really, be back in
2: a few months, <laughs> That's the way these jobs seem to go. You get a surprising appointment and you're like, oh, well, we'll see. And then uh, then, sure enough, he returns. He'll be back at Blackpool before long. Take your sun cream, Simon. That head. That head will not fare well in the uh, in the subcontinent. Well, that was well-researched. Thank you, gents. Enjoyed that. <laughs> no t- problem.
1: Talked about that. <laughs> the shabby nature of this podcast, exposed, et cetera. Um, thank you again on the charity walk. Now past £77,000, if you donated or spread the word, raised over 77000 for mental health charities. Toes mostly back together now. There's a beautiful, you described it as a, a butterfly emerging from a chrysalis. Your little toes have returned mm. almost to.
2: Yeah, the left one. It looks it's not, you know, um, you've seen like a newborn rodent, how they come yeah. out all eyeless and pink. Yeah. It looks like that because there's a, it's it's sort of shiny <laughs> and there's no nail on it. So it looks, um, I might draw some little eyes on it <laughs> <laughs> as it Lovely. matures. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely.
1: What an image. If you want to chuck a few quid in the pot, go to the forward slash. Gary Speed, and take your pick there from the uh, from the two charities, Andy's Man Club and the Samaritans. But thank you again if you've donated or spread the word on that. That wraps it up then for this time, I think, doesn't it? And we'll be back uh, next week chatting to Skylights later on today as well. Yeah, Guitar Smiths um, doing some good stuff. Album's out now. Look out for that in your feed. We'll see you in a bit.
0: The Square Ball Podcast. Planning for your next trip.